0: Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey,
1: everybody, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, and it is the Christmas week, and I uh, felt like there would be no more appropriate conversation to have than with our weekend service and Christmas service planner and programmer uh what we call here at Southridge our inspiration pastor Tom Lowen. So welcome back Tom. I know uh, you barely much. got 5 seconds to talk uh but I appreciate you sitting down with us this week.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a busy time of year for all of us in different ways, but this is kind of uh highlight season for us as a church, always uh, with year end and hope lives. And of course, Christmas being a big deal. So uh, very excited for what the next week holds for us as a church. How are things going in your world just personally and, you know, as a family and all that? Good. Uh, I think like, like everyone, we're just kind of rolling again and figuring out life and family rhythms. And our family, like many has been, you know, plagued by some sicknesses with the kids and then we ping pong it back and forth between each other. And so just having days when we're all feeling healthy, uh, this weekend has so far been, been a pretty good one. So uh, that's been sort of a big reality for us. And then of course, this is sort of a time of year when in addition to all of the regular stuff, you know, there's extra Christmas parties and, and events. And even for uh, Sarah's and my band, uh, you know, a few extra events that we, play at. And that's all fun, but it just adds to kind of the, the hustle and bustle of the season. I was going to ask, are you guys gigging a lot right
1: now? I know that's a, a, a kind of a passion project for the two of you. It
0: is. It's something that we love to do. We're writing, we're playing. Um, we're probably not, as, as, not packing our schedules as much as maybe we have in other seasons. And so we're turning down more gigs, but we're doing the ones that we love. Uh, a lot of the ones that we get to do here with our town. We live in in the Pelham area. And so anytime we get to work with the town of Pelham or do kind of some local events, especially Christmas markets or markets or, you know, we do some private events, but anytime we can do something that's a little bit more with the community, uh, we really enjoy that, uh, especially if it's the kind of thing we can bring our kids out to. Uh, Having kids who are five and seven, doing a ton of Friday night, Saturday night, you know, and then of course, Sunday mornings, uh, it makes for a pretty, you know, not that you know, you lack, you lose that unrushed time that we really reclaimed during the pandemic. In a lot of ways, as a family, and we, so we're trying to find that blend. But we are still playing uh, quite a bit. You mentioned sick kids. It feels like if you
1: have young kids, this past fall has been oh. uh, uh, just a series of sniffles and coughs and
0: wheezing and fevers and COVID yeah. and not COVID and it just how brutal has that been and. It just hangs on and on. And just when you think you're through it, you know, it seems to, to not let go. So uh, Sarah-Jade keeps us washing our hands constantly. That seems to be uh, the, the magic that she uses. She stays the healthiest out of all of us. But, uh, but yeah, that's definitely a reality for us and a lot of the people, even just where our kids go to school. I know that a lot of our kids' classrooms have been, you know, half-empty, on a regular basis. So that's just, I guess, tis the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Well, you mentioned the season that we're in as a church. And I mean, when you add all the personal and side gigging and stuff, I, I can imagine you feel this, but, you know, we refer to the Christmas rush as a society and in church work, it's, it's maybe even more so. And I know you and I once attended a church leadership conference where you went to a breakout Uh, session or breakout workshop called I love Jesus but I hate Christmas (laughs) for people (laughs) in program services Um, why is let's before we get into church workers why do you find that the Christmas season is so difficult for so many people
0: oh I think probably for a lot of reasons I mean obviously there are some probably just like physiological or psychological things related to the weather you know the the Days are getting shorter, nights are getting longer, it's colder, it's hard to be as active as a lot of people are. Uh, it just tends to be a time when it's, it can be miserable out. Um, and that that obviously can play into our moods. Um, but I think beyond that, you know, we've, we sort of from our youngest days were sold this idea that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. And we get these expectations that it's, you know, Jingle, jingle, happy bells and family fun times, and it's just all of the heartwarming stuff that you know. It taps into some very real, <clears throat> deep longings and heart desires that we all have. But for m- the most part, those things uh, are not r- real for most of our lives. Like even even if we have very good family situations, you know, there's always pressures and strains, and you know. But increasingly, f- for many families represent pain, loss, grief. Um, even for us, you know one of my best friends uh, died on Christmas morning uh, just this Christmas right before the pandemic started and uh, so now that adds into you know another just emotional dynamic that's tied in with the season and I guess there's just a lot of unmet expectation or hopes that are so heavily promised but so underrealized. I think for a lot of people it's just that gap between, our expectation and our experience that, that leaves us sometimes feeling really disappointed, not to mention we're pressured to way over commit to presence and all the material stuff that ends up leaving us feeling way less satisfied than we think it will. And with credit card debts and all kinds of things, it just, it all sort of mind the pun, it kind of snowballs at Christmas and leaves us feeling a lot emptier than we should feel in a season that's meant to be about hope and and life and peace.
1: It is like the pandemic in some sense, isn't it? Where the pandemic sort of intensified whatever was already happening. If you're in a good yeah. place, the pandemic gave you a kind of a break and rest and could really soak in some of the goodness of your circumstances. If you weren't, it really illuminated and intensified that. And I think Christmas is one of those uh, where you know, like you said, you, you got family strain. Well, that's intensified. Economic pressure that's intensified. Over busyness, over commitment that's intensified. And so it really just, uh, you know, kind of hyper exaggerates and exacerbates the the regular season that we're in. And for some, that's super awesome and great. And for others, it's uh, not so much. So that yeah. uh, that kind <clears> of <throat> paints a bit of a context for even the conversation for church workers, because I know, you know, in your department, things are always fairly busy. We say that Sundays come every seven days, but in a season where things are intensified, it feels like the busyness gets intensified for church workers, especially service planners as well. So talk about in your world, why the, why the Christmas season becomes kind of such an extra challenge uh,
0: every year, this time of year. For sure. I mean, I want to start by saying I, I certainly don't. I don't want to come across as complaining about this at all because I, I, I think our team, the team that's hard at work um, preparing for this Christmas Eve service, we're we're excited. We're very enthusiastic uh, about uh, what we're doing, and we have a lot of energy for uh, the experience that we are anticipating on Christmas Eve. And so, we're not it's certainly not in a bad mood or anything about it. Um, but it's a number of things like, first of all, and, and a lot of people will be able to relate to this. If you're a shift worker or you work in the service industry or own a business, uh, a lot of times uh, the, the the moments in the calendar when everyone else is kind of having time off or being able to just celebrate or enjoy, you're actually the one doing the work to provide that enjoyment. And so there can often be one of those things where whether it's Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving. You know, rather than enjoying the long weekend, we're enjoying the opportunity to put extra effort in to make something a little bit more special. And so there's a bit of that, that, you know, when it's year in and year out, uh, you know, we, you know, Jeff, you and I for, for years have, I don't know if it's joked, but we've kind of commented, we never really attend, we've never attended a church service in our adult lives, because there's a totally different experience when you're attending something. Than when you're actually facilitating and leading and driving and kind of and owning it um and that's the same thing with christmas so our team you know we we are busy working and and having that hosting mentality rather than just simply being able to enjoy it so that's part of it i think there people bring all kinds of expectations uh that are hard to necessarily always meet when it comes to something that is important and special and feels so magical to people like christmas and uh And, uh, so, so that's part of it. There are other elements, for example, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a musical person. And so, you know, when it comes to this time of year, it's time to pull out all the Christmas songs. Well, as a musician, you know, if you're, if you're not aware, uh, a lot of times these can be the songs that are hardest for our bands to pull off. And so it takes extra work and they often don't deliver the, they deliver fun and joy, which is actually fantastic. Uh, but they often don't deliver on the same kind of worshipful experience there. They take a lot of work to get there. So that can also be something that uh, that is is a challenge for us. Um, you're trading you're getting the benefits of nostalgia, but you're trading a little bit of significance for that nostalgia um, sometimes. And then ultimately, I guess the Christmas story is one of those stories everyone's heard a million times. Uh, we all kind of know how it goes. and often you are just combing through those stories to try to find a fresh perspective, a fresh take, a way to celebrate and share this message of hope, the the story of the birth of Jesus. Uh, And in in the work that we do, you know, we kind of rely on aha moments or, you know, the the ability to help people see something from a fresh perspective. And when you're going through experiences that people like, I've done this a million times, it can be often easy for people to tune out. And so you're kind of combating that as well. So there's just a number of different factors that we sort of feel like we're battling against always. Um, But in the end, uh, I've experienced a little bit of a 180 on Christmas. I used to feel that. I love Jesus, but hate Christmas. I felt that a lot. And increasingly, I'm starting to come around on that and actually just simply enjoy it for what it is and see that uh, it's a very... It's a very special and, and important experience for a lot of us to be able to have this moment in the calendar every year where we go back to this very simple but profound, beautiful story and allow God to inspire us once again to see the power that God came to be Emmanuel, God with us.
1: So that's what I really want to talk about today is how to prepare for the Christmas season. A lot of us you know, just kind of rush into and get swept into the chaos and whether it's just busyness or actual, you know, pain and heartache that the Christmas season represents. um, If we're going to make the most of it, I appreciate you talking about how that's changed for you. Uh, I think that there's some preparation that we need to do. So what do you have to do, I guess, personally, or maybe what have have you done that's kind of shifted the dials in your head and heart to actually be able to experience what Jesus has for us at the Christmas season, every Christmas season, uh, over these last few years?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, personally, there's a couple things I do that I, I would be happy to encourage everyone to do. Um, generally speaking, when I mean, one of the things that we've been doing last over the last few years as a church that hasn't always been part of our tradition is we've actually been leaning into the celebration of, of the church uh, calendar word for it is Advent. Uh, it's the four Sundays that lead up to Christmas, and uh, Advent just simply means uh, arrival, the arrival of Christmas, the Advent of Christmas, the coming. Uh, it's a season of anticipation where we try to remind ourselves of some of the themes of the Christmas story, and again, that going through Advent has been sort of a, a hit and miss kind of experience for us over the life of our church, but more recently, we've been trying to do a bit more of that. And for me, so I start the Christmas season, one of the things I do every year is I, at the beginning of the Christmas season, I go back and I read all of those, you know, well read uh, stories of the birth of Christ. So, you know, the, the first two chapters of the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Luke one, chapter one and two um, are sort of the classic stories of, of Jesus' birth. Uh, the Gospel of John in John chapter 1, he, he doesn't take as much of a historical tell you the events of what happened, but he takes a much more poetic approach to telling you the story of Christmas. Uh, but it's beautiful. And then there's all those um, Old Testament prophecies, um, like in Micah or in Isaiah. And I go back and I just reread all of those and try to uh, rediscover the, the power and the beauty and the mystery uh, of the coming of Jesus. Um, the other thing I've been doing a little bit in addition to that is a friend of the show, uh, her friend of the podcast, John Hand, who is our interim location pastor in Welland, has been for the last few months. He gave me a book uh, by Brian Zond uh, to read through through Advent. And I haven't been reading the book, I confess, Um, but I have been listening to Brian Zond. Actually, there's a podcast where you can actually listen to him, talk through it. And I've been listening to that every week uh, to just kind of get my heart centered on the significance of Christmas and the significance of the coming of Christ into our world. So those are some of the things I've been doing personally. Uh, and I would encourage others to do similar kinds of things. I mean, probably there's other things. I mean, we do all this stuff like, uh, you know, getting your Christmas tree and presents and all that stuff for the kids, but it's, it's, it's a regular annual conversation for us to make sure that we are reminding ourselves and our kids and, and, practicing what we preach when it comes to not making christmas about the stuff that it's not really about and so there's all of that stuff as well hmm.
1: um you mentioned that one of the challenges of the christmas season from a, a a work perspective from a church leader perspective is that it's the same message year over year over year we're celebrating the birth and the incarnation of right. jesus um you know as we as a community are preparing hopefully doing some of that personal preparatory work and that know entering into advent season as you're describing we also want to prepare collectively for what god has for us together can you talk a bit about how the the creative programming team has been thinking about celebrating christmas this year and kind of the unique or the fresh angle or perspective that we're going to look at in order to kind of celebrate the same thing but in a different way
0: yeah for sure um Yeah, we started discerning this uh months ago and asking ourselves some of the questions and kind of landed on a few different approaches and or we were wrestling with a few different approaches and the one that we landed on uh so we're calling christmas this year uh the the theme or the sub the subtitle of it is love moves in and we're reminding ourselves that christmas christmas is a time of year we remember that god's love moved into our world um i mentioned the poetic telling of the christmas story in the gospel of john Uh, in Eugene Peterson that's uh, he wrote the message translation of the Bible in his um, version of John chapter one he says something to the effect of of God moved into the neighborhood Uh, that's sort of him capturing the idea idea of uh, the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us and so we want to celebrate the fact that that God in Christ is the act of love moving into our world and beyond that uh, you know when, when when the the angel appeared to Joseph uh, to let him know what was happening with Mary. Uh, he said that his that the, this child, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And this idea that not only has has love moved into the world, but God and Jesus is about the love of God moving into our lives with us in every experience, in every moment when we are going through hard times and good times, when we are paying attention to God and when we're totally distracted, whether we wander away or are running hard after God, God is with us in the midst of all of that, closer even than the air we breathe or the heart that's beating inside of us. And so we want to celebrate this way that that love has moved into our lives and into our hearts together. Yeah, the thing I like about that, Tom, is... is For this
1: Christmas, we're not just talking about the function of Christmas or the function of Jesus coming to earth, living, dying, you know, all that stuff, as incredible as that is. You're actually digging under the hood and talking about the heart of God at Christmas, that the Mm -hmm. heart is that God entered in the neighborhood, the heart is that God wants to be close to you. And I'm just wondering, you know, for all of us listening, like, what would you say is the intended impact? that you're hoping our Christmas service has on a person who shows up and participates?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question, because I think that that the most important thing for me isn't that people are persuaded about an idea uh, or feel like this was a, a good talk or something like that. But what we what we actually want is for people to experience the thing that we're talking about, to actually have a very real sense that God is with us and that we walked away having spent time with Jesus. And that uh, even as we spent time with each other, that we encountered the love and the peace and the goodness of Christ in our time together. So it's much more of a an experiential focus than simply uh, getting together for a presentation. Um, we wanted to actually try to do some things that will probably... You know, maybe even dip into feeling a little chaotic and whatever, uh, but we want to do some things that create space for us, not just simply to watch the show or, you know, run through the program, but times of just being together. Because I think all of us need in this day, and age maybe more than ever, I think we're all, I think we all, maybe through the pandemic, we definitely experienced a lot of discontent disconnection and fragmentation, we we polarized on ideas, we've all kind of gone to our corner a little bit, and even practically speaking, I think we've we've lost relationships, and maybe we've even lost a bit of our sense of self. And I would hope that there's a bit of a healing uh, sense of when we come together at Christmas, of experiencing a really deep connection, a deep spirited connection with Jesus, with each other and with ourselves, that we would feel a peace and a wholeness washing over us as we feel closeness and intimacy and connection uh, with God. Tom, you talk about how, especially coming out of the pandemic,
1: this isn't just our personal experience as a church, it's actually all of our experiences as a society and because of that, you know, Christmas services can really be, we call them optimal inviting opportunities yeah, absolutely. for, for a, a Southridge member listening. Like what do we have to know or, or feel in order to be able to invite a friend or family member along to this year's Christmas service?
0: I think most people want to, it's a great question. I, I, I think most people want to feel like they're not going to, they're not going to be embarrassed Um, or that, you know, whenever you invite somebody out, it's obviously somebody you care about. It's somebody you have a relationship with and presumably will continue to have a relationship after Christmas. And you don't want that experience to, uh, have an adverse impact on that relationship. And so, um, I think what we want to believe is that if somebody comes, it's going to be good, that it's going to be one of those moments in their Christmas uh, rhythm that they say, oh, that was a really good experience. I really enjoyed that. I, I'd love to do that again. Um, we hope that they will be presented with the hope of, of Jesus um, and that they're not going to be scared off by anything weird we might do or uh, anything that might make them you know, feel like an outsider if they're not regularly at church. And so for us as, our, as a planning team, we try to design this experience in a very intentional way to say, This is, if you're totally uninitiated to church, uh, if you've never even heard of Jesus, um, if you maybe have all kinds of baggage with church experiences, um, we're going to try to be very over-the-top welcoming, uh, over-the-top accessible, and we're going to want to try to provide an experience for people that they'll be proud that they invited their friends to. Um, That said... Uh, I would want to ca- kind of call a timeout on the conversation and say, we've said this many times before, the greatest stabilizer in something like this, the greatest impact that your friends or family members, coworkers, neighbors, whatever, are going to have, is their relationship with you. This this church service is not going to change their life. This church service is not going to be the one thing that finally ma- makes the life go on for that. I mean, that that can happen, but even... Even in our most invitational, you know, putting on this spectacular event kind of season that we've gone through as a church, um, that's not really what this service, this experience delivers. Um, It's more of a conversation starter um, or a a helper to come alongside you in your relationship with that person. Um, But I would say that the most important thing in preparing to invite somebody is preparing for the relationship that you have with them and the conversations you could get into with them. So as much as I would actually just want to encourage everybody to have somebody they're inviting, um, I'll tell you this is what we're doing in our family. We have somebody that we're inviting uh, to Christmas, but we're actually inviting them to come over to our house afterwards as well and to make sure that this is actually an invitation into greater relationship and conversation that the Christmas service is just going to be part of. I love the way that you're describing that
1: because as we've talked over the years, you know, one of the things that we actually deliberately try to do in our Christmas service is not make it too unrealistically different from every other Sunday. Because right. the idea is that the Christmas service gives someone a taste of what coming on any given week would be like. So we call it, you know, we over the years we've called it kind of a Sunday on steroids in that we try to do a, a few extra special things. But the point is actually just to pique someone's interest in the ongoing journey as a community and starting with, as you described, piquing someone's interest in an ongoing journey and conversation relationally with a person. And so Mm -hmm. I guess for those of us thinking about inviting someone, what do we have to do to capitalize on a Christmas service in order to leverage it the way that we as a leadership are intending for Christmas
0: services to be leveraged? Well, like I said, the answer to the question is make sure that the primary thing that you're inviting them into is in relationship with you as a person, someone they know, someone they trust, someone they're experiencing Jesus in on a regular basis. Uh, and then this becomes sort of an extension or a broadening of that. I mean, I would say that for some for some people who maybe would love to invite maybe you've got somebody who you think, man, I would love it if that person would enter into a faith experience or maybe they have faith, but they haven't really connected with the church. And you'd love to see that transition happen, but you kind of feel like it would be almost like in a sales term, like it would be cold calling them to invite them out to Christmas. Maybe just don't this year. Uh, I mean, there might be opportunities where you you feel it could be appropriate. You know, if somebody's, if you know somebody's lonely, they're not doing anything Christmas Eve, it's a great way to invite them out to the community. But for some of you, you might want to consider who you're going to invite to Christmas 2023 and actually start laying the foundation of a, a more honest and deepened friendship with somebody where you actually talk about your lives and have the credibility because it's not really the credibility of, our, of our, the quality of our services that's going to really uh, be persuasive or meaningful in someone's life. It's going to really be the credibility of our own lives. That said, uh, if you are inviting somebody... Like I said, you know, to, to make it more about inviting them into your Christmas Eve celebration, have them over, maybe uh, to your to your home, if you can do that. Um, I would encourage you to frame it more as inviting somebody to experience something with our community rather than to come hear a talk. Uh, the, point, the, the theme that we're talking about this year, or the particular songs that we're gonna sing, they're not really the main attraction. The experience of connecting with our church family, which is a really beautiful community. And if, you're, if you've grown used to it and you don't see how special it is, you might wanna just take a moment and reflect on how few people have real community experiences with people who love them and, and they are able to love back and where they experience the beauty of unlikely friendships like we've been talking about through this Hope Live series. Um, what we have is incredibly special. And it's not what happens on stage that's so special. It's actually what happens among us. And so if I were inviting somebody, that would be the main drawing card for me that I would be using to encourage people to come and join in with us. That's a very good point Because,
1: because what we're inviting people into ultimately is to become part of us. We're not inviting people to attend an event. We're not intending, uh, inviting people to watch a show like, hey, come go to the movies with me. We're, yeah. we're not inviting people to consume a product. And ultimately, right. if they're going to become a follower of Jesus, we're inviting them to engage with us in community on this journey that we're on. And so uh, I think that that's a, a, a hugely important framing so that we're sparking a seeking journey towards following Jesus, not... An attendance journey at an event—that's a, 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 a critical difference. And so, I, I appreciate. And we're not trying to pack out
0: seats. We're not trying to pressure people to join our church or to cross some line of faith. We are inviting people into an experience of community that is marked uh, in a way that is compelling and beautiful in a way that most people don't experience it by the love and and grace and presence of Jesus among us. And so, that's that's really what we're inviting people into. Hmm.
1: Tom, I appreciate you sharing all this today and helping us, you know, first of all, recognize that Christmas isn't ideal all the time for everybody. But if we prepare for it personally, if we prepare for it as a community, and even if we prepare to include others in it, we can really make the most out of this week. And so as we wrap up, knowing that, you know, Saturday will just be a few days away, do you have any final encouragements to any of our members listening or even leaders from? outside of Southridge that track along in these conversations?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I would just say um, all of us carry all kinds of stuff. And like we Jeff was saying earlier, this time of year tends to magnify it. And if you're hurting, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling alone, if you're wondering if it's all worth it, if you're walking around with doubts uh, or anxiety, no that Christmas, this story, this thing that we're talking about love moves in, this isn't just some philosophical idea. This is, this is, we call Christmas the incarnation because this is when God, you know, Nate used this language a couple weeks ago in our Hope Live series of, you know, love doesn't shout a message from a distance, you know, from a boat onto the shore. And, and Christmas reminds us God is not just sending us a message from a distance. God came be with us to be one of us to actually infiltrate our humanity and as one of us to show us how with us and for us and into us God is so wherever you're at whatever you're feeling and experiencing whether it's in your leadership or just in your day-to-day grinded out life God's with you God is closer than you realize never forget that you are not alone and you are deeply deeply loved Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tom, for
1: joining us and uh, just sharing a bit of your heart and helping the rest of us prepare for this Christmas season. going to be a great week. And uh, in advance, uh, you did a great job. Your team did a great job, and we really appreciate (laughs) the the extra effort that you put in uh, so that we all could experience the presence of Christ up close this year. Thanks. To all of you tracking with us, appreciate you joining in. We'll see you in about seven days' time as we continue finding our way together. Merry Christmas, everybody.